Okay. No, 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 no. You got blue. Your actual ear is. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Bam, oh my god! I can hear myself See? now. Okay, we're recording. This so is the it show. wasn't bad quality. It was just you had your. Phone, your you just called phone. me simple to my face. Can you pour us some alcohol? All right. Um, the drink that we're drinking, we're not going to name them because they're not a, an official sponsor. But they brown. But they brown. It's a brown liquor. Um and oh, the cameras that I'm looking at, guys. I'm looking straight ahead. Usually they tell me which camera to look at. Is my camera the one straight ahead, guys? Perfect. Okay. And Jeff, you're the one right here. You guys, you might recognize this voice. Uh -oh. um, this is Jeffrey, who was Ooh. in our first episode. And Jeffrey, you were in that. She allowed me back. Yeah, you were <laughs> in that grainy Zoom. And we were, yeah, it was a little engine that could. And I love you for showing up for the first show. But the conversation was good, though. Oh, the conversation that's, was amazing. That's what, yeah. No shade, no tea. I think that was the best episode so Ooh. far. Really? Yeah. Ooh, see, I got an invite after the because, first what, 45 days. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you pour me some? Okay. I so, did, I got so you guys, actually, before um, we uh, have this drink, we should probably play the intro music. Welcome to Humanize. I'm your host, Luke. I'm your host, Bluetooth Usman. I'm already slurring my words, but I haven't drunk yet. Um, yeah, thank you for coming back, guys. Stop cheers. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. You got to look in the eye when you cheers. Otherwise, that means bad sex. Right. Cheers. I cannot afford bad sex. Jeffrey, I said a shot. Oh. This is a double shot. Yeah, I couldn't see really the angle that I was pouring it. Really? But you saw enough to pour about eight ounces of brown. Oh my God, I don't even drink brown liquor. Oh, Jeffrey's trying to kill us. Okay. <sighs> so you guys, you're gonna have to give us a second because you know when the when the when the liquor hits the system. All my nerves just went shot. Well, is there a rapper that goes like that when the liquor hits the Let me not get copyright stricken. Oh yeah, because I was gonna start singing Chris Brown. Is uh, it? there's something in it. Okay, that's all yeah, we that's can't all I'm gonna give you. That. That's all I'm gonna I will say Chris Brown. Oh, Jeffrey and I are both Tauruses. <laughs> Chris Brown is also a Taurus. We have the exact same birthday. Oh, that's we are awkward. both Cinco de Mayo babies. So, yes. And the thing is, I'm in this love-hate thing where I think Chris Brown is incredibly, incredibly talented. Um, I did step away from him in protest for several years mm -hmm. because, you know, Rihanna is my lord and savior. Mm -hmm. um, but now that everybody's moved past it and, you know, has lives and kids. It's such a hard thing because yeah, that's like, that's the one fault. I, well, two things I find wrong with Chris Brown. The Rihanna situation. Only two. And when he threw the chair at Robin Roberts. Yeah, there's several things. <laughs> Those are the two <laughs> things. I'm just like, oh, my God. Those but are two major time, things. But I root for him. And I'm just like, is I it am that Taurus connection? Because I've never met this man a day in my life. He's several yeah. years younger than me. But I just, I root for, I really, really root for him. Really hard. Taurus is love hard. And I feel like there before God go we. Like, without therapy, you know. Mm -hmm. I will say this. I am not an abuser apologist. So I, I do think Absolutely that not. the accountability that he was held to, he earned that, right? Yes. But at some point, you have to let people re rehabilitate themselves. And to put it in perspective, at least he's not R. Kelly. I it's was going to say... Like, R. Kelly, it, there's no it, bounce back for me. Are, but are we doing a, it depends on the crime type thing? Because... Is abuse well, necessarily forgivable? Well, the like, law, does it have a statute of Yeah, of well, the law does that. Like, that's literally legally sound. Like, a traffic ticket and murder are not the same. Ex yeah. So yeah. you're supposed to do it based on the crime. Okay. Like, if someone said, um, I... So well, R. Kelly's nowhere near wanting to reform. He's he still saying we're lying. Like he, yeah, he's Chicago. not even admitting it happened. At least Chris Brown got caught, right. was dragged by the public... 
um, did a mea culpa. Rihanna took, took him back. Lashings. Like, yeah, he took his lashings. You know what I mean? And I'm not apologizing for Chris Brown, so I don't want anybody who's a, who's a domestic violence advocate to think I'm apologizing for him. But I'm someone who believes in we can leave room for evolution. Yes. But willful ignorance is a different thing. And for my boy Chris, his evolution, it's had some stumbles oh, yeah, it has. ever since. He just got in trouble for like throwing a party or something. It's still a pandemic. That's why I'm I'm torn and about I'm listening like, to his music. And speaking oh. of people who we think are deeply talented mm-hmm. and yet uh um, there's an asterisk next to their name when it comes to being the right side of history. Okay. Um Nicki Minaj is trending right now. The date that we're doing we this. Don't say deeply talented. Nicki Minaj is an amazing lyricist. I like Nicki. So I feel like I can say as far as rap and bars, itty bitty piggy and all that stuff. Itty bitty piggy still bop. She she was deeply talented and then she went commercial. I don't even mind some commercial Nicki. Yeah, trying to get a check is very different than not having any talent. There's some folks that I don't (laughs) know how you... Trying to get a check is different from trying to eat. (laughs) Exactly. she needed to eat. If you can eat and get a check, that's great. But if you sometimes pivot, I'm not going to be... I'm never going to like begrudge somebody's bag unless you're hurting someone. The thing about Nicki that really hurts my heart is I wrote several op-eds for The Grill about Nicki. Okay. um, Calling her to task for her actions, right? However, when she became a mother, a part of me hoped that there was a softening. Like the softer side of Nikki. Right. Because I know that if I put, pull out a 10-pound beautiful baby with my face, uh-huh. y'all gonna get a softer side of me. I was 10 pounds when I came out. I was too. Sources are big-ass babies, That was my mama's y'all. biggest baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I still got a big-ass head, to Look, be honest. Me, same here. Jeffrey, you do not have a big head. My head is big. I don't wear baseball caps because my head's too big. I can't wear baseball caps either. Oh my God, we kindred. <laughs> big hat gang. <laughs> so no, I have to buy men's hats, guys, really, seriously. And I look great in hats, but my, they don't love, love me. So because Nikki is so talented, but has, you know, had some questionable things about the way that she treats women, mm-hmm. there have been allegations. People. People, true. <laughs> but she did try to do the women's empowerment thing when she first came on, where she was supposed to be the people's champ for women and gays. You know how yeah. rappers love to yeah. do that to us because we're like the key demographic. Yeah. And then when we found out that she was allegedly a mean girl. I honestly do. You know, I hate that stereotype on women. You know, the they're mean, they're aggressive, they're, you know, all these labels No, that she you literally get. would say, though, if she's on stage, I'm not going to go on stage to stop people from eating. Remy Ma alleged that Nikki would say, if you have Remy, oh. I'm not going to show up. Oh, that... So I mean, that to me is problematic when you're literally is, yeah. stopping someone from feeding their That's child. That's what they said was happening at the VMAs with, I want to say, uh, Normani, that Nikki was, I mean, it's alleged, I don't know, but that Nikki was blocking the performance because Cardi's on the song and Nikki really wanted to be on that because, you know, everybody is Normani, Normani, right. Normani. And Nikki shouted out Normani a couple years ago. So that was that was why they say it took so long for VMAs to actually book because you know it was a whole thing like why is Normani not performing? I love Normani, so, but she did end up performing. I loved it. I think that you know because the big thing of the night was Chloe versus Normani, which I hate pitting these folks together. Who was doing that? Oh, everybody was. Well, okay, oh my so God. anybody who was trying to put Norm- Normani versus Chloe, I rebuke you in the name of all that is black and good. But because there's room for both of them. There's room for both of them, but there's always you know these comparisons. However, I will say mm-hmm. I do like Chloe's song better, but I enjoyed. Normani's VMA performance better. Oh, that performance when she crawled on all fours and like a spider monkey on Tiana Taylor and, and then spin backwards on the reverse cowgirl. Yes, and I got to shout out. you haven't seen it, please watch listen, it, guys. Normani's performance, it was produced by my boy Tay Hawes. Oh, He's out here doing his thing. So shout out to Tay, you know, congratulations. The performance was everything. Well, here's the thing. We're talking about, you know what they say, sorry every time you hit me, love, it's fine. But like, we're talking about Nikki and the fact that she's now, and I don't think you've seen this because you've been traveling. I haven't. She's now making headlines because she was not at the Met Gala. 
Okay. And she explained. By choice or not No, we're about to get into it. She explained why. And I'm going to read the tweets. She said, and I quote, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. (laughs) It won't be for that. If I get, did you like the voiceover? (laughs) I think that's what, I think that's what actually got me. (laughs) It'll be once I feel like I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings and grips that grips your head and your face, not the loose one. Now, if she had left it at that, all would have been right with the world. But she kept going. Oh, it's more. Then, Then she said, Hey, yo, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Okay, so that sounds like it started good, but she might have been, you know... As a proud West Indian woman, we all all have those stories as West Indies. Yeah, I know the, the lady down the street, her foot fell off and then her husband's dick fell off. Like, Nikki, that is not something to say to 22 yeah. million people. And I think a lot of times the celebrities try to use, oh, I'm not supposed to, you know, parent your kids, this and that. But you have to understand what your influence is. Not even to kids, to mm-hmm. some of these dumbass adults walking exactly. around. Like your words really have power, even when you don't feel like 20 you should. 20 million followers plus the rest of the world. Now, Joy Ann Reed, you know who Joy Reed is. I know Joy. Because she's amazing. Um, shout out to her. She actually went on air and said, Nikki, with this huge platform, please don't do this because you're stoking the flames of fear. And then Nikki said, and she lashed at Joy <laughs> oh, Reid. God. Did she come for them wigs? Oh, she, uh, don't, you know what? Joy, we like you. I, and I, I don't know I what love, he's talking listen, about. I, I tune into the readout. What wigs? <laughs> like, she looks amazing. <laughs> Jeffrey, you are messy as hell. I love you. Jo- um, Nikki said to Joy, this is what happens when you so thirsty to down another black woman by the request of a white man that you didn't even bother to read all my tweets. My God, sister, do better. Imagine getting your dumb ass on the TV um, after a minute of after a tweet and spreading false narrative about another black woman. Then she was like, those two white men sitting there are nodding their heads because Uncle Tamiana, which is what she's now calling Joy, is no. doing the work. Child, how sad. Not Joy now, and Nikki beefing. The barbs. I'd have rather seen Nikki and Candace from Potomac beefing. That's more uh, interesting uh, to me. You know what? You're messy. You know, you're absolutely a, messy. Dang. So now Nikki is all over the internet because uh. everybody's like, why would you? First of all, Joy Reid. Is an amazing person. She called her a homophobe. She like she she went out. Nikki called Joy an Uncle Tom homophobe. I missed all of it. A yeah. lot, y'all. A lot <laughs> happens in a day. So if you travel, make sure you catch up because I missed all of this. So how do we feel about? Here's the thing. I you guys know that I have been vaccinated because a friend dragged me to get vaccinated. I but just got my second shot last week. <gasps> oh my god! The last time we did the show, you weren't vaccinated I was at all. Not, yes. High five. I got my second shot last Tuesday. If that's your choice, I'm proud of you. Here's the thing. On a lot of podcasts I've been listening to, because, you know, I try to, like, support all the black podcasts in particular. Mm-hmm. You can tell who's pro-vax and who's anti-vax. Mm-hmm. And they're they're very segregated. Yeah. Pro-vaxxers are like, you're all idiots. If you're not going to get vaxxed, stay home. Anti-vaxxers are, you all idiots if your vaxxers don't touch me. I'm vaccinated and I'm neither. I'm just like, do I'm, what yeah, makes sense say, for I'm you. Just, I'm very pro-choice. I'm not anti-vax. I would never tell somebody, do not get vaccinated. Don't, right. don't, don't. Do what you feel. Do what you like. Do what you think is best for you. Right. That's how I am on the subject. Anti-vaxxers, though, make me nervous because it's one thing to say you don't want the vaccine for yourself. Oh, yeah. It's another thing to tell other people not to so, do that. That's exactly. And that's what makes me nervous. That so is it. do we think Nikki is irresponsible for doing uh, that tweet? I get it's on one hand. 
Nikki, just like you, just like I, she has the right. But she's talking say, about her cousin and them in Trinidad and <laughs> big old testicles and dicks falling off and but weddings she, being called she off. She has the right to go on Twitter and say whatever she wants, like we do as everyday people. However, she does have to understand the platform she has. Mm-hmm. That's why they call those, you know, stands the bar. They they just have names because those are people that really believe everything you say, follow exactly. everything you say, and will do anything you say. And now they're attacking um, Joy and Reed. They're attacking uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, who stood up. To Yvette the- Nicole Brown. You know, no, Yvette Nicole Brown wrote Sherry to- Shepard number two. Yeah, you know what? That's exactly what she is. Oh my god! And Yvette, you are a beautiful woman, but you and Sherry Shepard. I love really Yvette. Sh- Yvette Nicole and Sherry Shepard are. Jack Hay and Kim Whitley. Yes. That's, that's what that like, is. You look at the, the picture and then the filter falls off and you see another face and the filter comes back on. Yes. Like they look exactly the same. But two both great, both funny. They're amazing. Well, Yvette Nicole Brown, I guess, had Joy's back and she's getting attacked by the barbs. And she said with her chest, because she is not a punk, she said, let me help you, barbs. And she hashtagged them so they could find her. She said, come find me. <laughs> see, that's... Let me, so she said, I'm a grown-ass woman. An emoji, especially an adorable one of a unicorn, has never and will never hurt my feelings or affect my rise in this world. Fill my page up until your Twitter fingers bleed. I said what I said. I meant every word. And if I was respectful to you and your queen, let the unicorns fly. So You know what that is? She's that's like... A, that's a black mama talking. She, she said, I don't give a good damn. She, don't, she got the belt. Yeah. Actually, she told them to go pick out their own switch. <laughs> That's what happened right there. Yvette Nicole Yvette, Brown, yeah. URG. But again, it is the fact that these people are attacking her. It's like, Nikki, you have to understand your platform. Because while Yvette's following is not as strong, obviously, as the Barb's, right. Yvette got people that listen to her. Exactly. When you are a celebrity, a public figure, a politician, anything in that realm, you have to understand your influence. And there are people out there, look at all the Trump supporters. There are people out there that believe everything you say when you have that kind of platform. And let's be honest, too. There was a time where a lot of black people only got their news from the Shade Room. And shout out to my friend Angie, <laughs> the founder of the Shade Room. So, like, you have to think about... One of my friends still go to Boston for his news. Right. There are people who are going to media takeout to find out what's media happening t- in politics. Who going to media takeout in 2021? <laughs> You'd be surprised. But I remember the days of media takeout. That's the original Shade Room. Yeah, media takeout. I will say, unlike the Shade Room, they, don't, they didn't fact check. They didn't fact check. They'd be like, Janet Jackson is pregnant with triplets. I'm like, she's They just been... post to get it out there Yeah, they didn't have even a semblance of journalistic integrity. But no, because we know that when you are lazy or trusting one source, it's very easy to have only that source be an yes. aggregate of what you believe yes. in, right? Yes. So I just think it's very, it scares me, especially considering that the bulk of Nikki's fans are black women and gay people. Yes. And so like, that's already a, a disenfranchised group. And so for you to be spreading what could potentially be misinformation to them makes me sad. Yeah. Nikki, uh, if your barbs come after me, I, in the words of Yvette Nicole Brown, I said what I said. Yeah. And the when thing I, is, again, I, my, my, I have, it's not even an attack on Nikki. I, I'm a Nikki fan. My issue is just, you just got to understand the platform. That's all. Yeah. Again, I had no problem with what she said at first about not going to the Met and wear your mask. But, I, but we talk about balls falling off. And let's be real. That's, that's fear mongering. With her husband, Nikki got other things she got to worry about. Exactly. That's another thing. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Because how are you trying to play the black woman to black woman card when you are helping? A black woman it's, not get her day in court no, because of your husband. It's her husband and her brother. Like Nikki is yeah. just like I don't. I don't even want to go into that because I don't need the barbs coming in my DMs. I think but. Nikki should be careful about playing the black woman card because when it's time to choose between black women who say they're victims and they're abusers, she doesn't choose us. 
And I hate to say that, but that's just the statistic, right? Like, yeah. there's two times where somebody has been accused of abusing black women and it's so where you pay for the other opposition. It's so much stuff where they're talking about, you know, there's intimidation because she called the girl. And Oh, no, I watched the whole hour-long live of the daughter of the vi alleged victim. So the daughter of the alleged victim went on Facebook and said, I was at a club wow. and somebody came up to me and said, aren't you so-and-so? And, and she was like, yes, yeah, somebody from the block. And then that's when she found out that it was actually somebody working for Nikki or, who would follow her to the club and was was trying to like become biggest, friends with her. The biggest thing for me was that phone call. They said she was actually on the phone with her. You know, because the other, other stuff can be like, he say, she say. You know, no, who Jeff, knows? if you're at a club but, and somebody rolls up to you, that's scary. I Yeah, but... As a young girl. But I'm saying for Nikki Minaj to actually dial my number, mm -hmm. you got my 310 number... And like you have taken time to step into this and step in the mess, and it's like yeah. that's a lot. And then she like offered to give the girl an autographed picture. Why? Why I want an autographed picture of the of the woman who's married to the man who raped my my yeah. my, my mom. That's weird. All right, so Nikki is someone who didn't make it to the VMAs for several reasons. I just really thought she's just enjoying being a mom. No, she had COVID. Oh, really? Oh, I missed that part. Damn, I'm so, away from everything. I missed so, a lot. <laughs> so Nikki had COVID. Mm. And she also said, I, you know, I have COVID and that's why I couldn't go to the Met. And they wanted me to get vaccinated. But Drake said he got vaccinated. He still got COVID. So I don't want to get it, child. Okay, that's all right. So, so, oh, yeah. This, just, Wait, Drake was at the BMAs? No, but No, he, the Met. You said the Met. I'm sorry. No, but, but she's saying that because Drake got COVID with the vaccine, she... So, again, be careful spreading that story, right? But that's right? the thing. It's a lot of people that got the vaccine and may have gotten COVID, but the thing behind the vaccine, it's not a force field that says no COVID ever again. Mm -hmm. It is just a method of making sure you don't have to end up in the ICU exactly. and helping to make sure you know that you're not the one that's dying. I keep it. saying this, pretend the vaccine is a condom. I was about to say, it's like a just condom. Just because your homegirl got pregnant wearing a condom does not mean that nobody should ever exactly. wear a condom. Exactly. So Nikki didn't make it to the VMAs, but let's talk about the children who actually didn't make it to the VMAs. All right. Actually, you know what? I actually watched the VMAs on Sunday. Me and some friends, we oh, like really? we took it like old school. Like this was a back in the day award show. We went, so I, I had just gotten town. We did brunch, and then we went to a friend's house. We went I wasn't to Ralph's. Right to none of this, but go off. It was all last minute. It was, mm -hmm. we was supposed it was supposed to be uh, something that, last minute. We went to Ralph's. We got fried chicken. If y'all ain't never had Ralph's fried chicken, make sure you go and you're doing yourself a disservice. Jeff is a foodie, y'all. Don't let his yes. six pack fool you. He eats more than I do. He just works out 80 times a day. When you come to LA, get you some Ralph's fried chicken. And we got fish. We had drinks and the whole gambit. Ooh. And we sat and watched the VMAs. Like it was 1999 and it was actually something to view. I actually remember the 99 VMAs. Right. Because it actually, and don't laugh at me at my age, guys, that earlier that, that night, I learned how to drive. Oh, really? So I think of the 99 VMAs, I think of me driving around the parking lot, learning how to drive, and then rushing home to go see the VMAs. I missed the opening act. Who opened? Oh, I didn't watch the VMAs. I, you, oh. I, I was on a flight. <laughs> okay. I was sitting in first class reporting the lady next to me for being a Karen. So, like, it's a whole other story, by the way. We want me to tell you. I know. Uh, so, Doja hosted. Yes, I, I heard that. Um, it didn't feel like much hosting was going on. And also, I didn't understand. Do I like Doja. I think Doja's great, but I didn't understand her hosting it. So that was kind of weird. She is a very special person, but I want to talk about some controversies that we talked about before the show started. Okay. Chloe Bailey, how did we feel about our blonde Medusa twerking that thing while it was thanging so up let me tell and you down something. and across that stage? So this is where I'm going to say, don't y'all don't talk about me for my age. So do you know for the longest, I have been confusing Chloe and Hallie. 
The whole world has been doing that. Okay, it's not just me. No. Because I was like, I was like... Everybody I, thought they were twins for up until 20 minutes ago. Because, you know, when Have Mercy had just come out over, you know, last week and everything. Uh-huh. But in my mind, I was like, I wonder, is Disney okay with this? Because she's supposed to be the Little Mermaid. You thought Little Mermaid was twerking yeah, on the stage so of VMA. I have been confusing you the two girls. So, but it's actually Hallie that's going to be... The Little Mermaid, right? Yeah, the fun fact is the reason why Chloe had all this time to work on her solo album was because her sister, for the first time, was so, off doing something else and she had all this free time blue, to do music. In my mind, yes, that's the one I you thought. You thought was, Ariel was twerking on the stage? I thought she was the one that's been popping and going and doing all, even all the little video Instagram videos. I've been thinking that's her because I thought that mm. I thought the other one was like the boring sister and she wasn't really she was giving very Kelly to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I thought. I had no idea that Chloe was not Hallie. And Hallie is completely different. Can I be honest? And this is something where, you know how sometimes you judge things in yourself that you judge, I mean, in others you judge in yourself? Yeah. I always thought Chloe looked a little bitchy. But then I realized, pause, she has resting bitch face, but bitch, I got resting bitch face. Mm. So who am I to be assuming someone's bitchy when I constantly walk around with the same mug that she has? And I think I prejudged her as like the bitchy older sister, but I realize now watching her interview, she's just shy. I can see that. Sometimes shy people look aloof and a little stank because they're nervous. Yeah. And I and, and Chloe, if you ever see this, I have converted. I can do it. I can take an L. We did a whole episode called Take an L, sis. I can say a mea culpa. <clears throat> I improperly judged you. When she first came out um, with her booty popping Instagrams, I thought it was desperate, right? I was part of those people who was like, is this a little desperate? And one of my homeboys was like, yeah, I don't like what she's doing. Like, it mm-hmm. seems like she's desperate for attention. But then... I saw people dragging her and I saw her crying and I saw her explaining that she was attempting to come into her womanhood. And yes, she was trying to feel secure. And I was like, you know what, sis? Even if it was, even if I was right, even if it was a moment of desperation where in this industry you feel insecure and you want some validation. Yeah. I understand. There's something human about that. The show's called Humanized, right? There's something human about that. The funny thing is, and even like you saying how she was coming out on social, this whole social media thing. We all look desperate on social media right. doing duck lips but and the, shit. It's, it's like, it's nothing new. It's all, we did the same stuff. We just didn't have phones to record. Shout like, out to the 90s the and early 2000s. Difference is we were doing it in front of like our bedroom mirrors and, you know, mm-hmm. having that type of form. So it wasn't put out there for the world. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't see it as desperate. Person. There, was, I, there honestly, was one video that felt a little bit, ooh, but then the rest of them, I was like, you know what, girl, let her so have her So you know fun. what? I didn't see it as desperate. What I saw it was, I saw that she was trying to like, show us oh i am a woman now like really yes. show us i am a woman now but i didn't but... buy it though that's the thing okay and i think i mistook um execution for desperation but my it. thing is oh, okay. even if she was desperate though right this is where grace comes in yeah even if you were like damn i feel ugly today mm-hmm. i'm gonna twerk my booty for 45 seconds so a million people strangers Listen, can validate me i am with it because we I have, have all been in that space we are have, all chloe bailey okay so I have the, my days. so to the fellow hypocrites like me who judged her at first we all owe that little girl apology I have my oh, sorry days, sorry she's not a little girl you, that was kind of woman you are a grown woman chloe and i finally understand what you were doing and i apologize for ever judging you and blue i have my days and sometimes when i'm in the gym and i walk past the mirror and i see a little something i'm like let me post this and get, get my validation for the moment yeah right. we all have our days yeah even now like this is my first time being today was the first time anybody's ever seen that i went blonde right i love it and thank you yeah. but like there was a moment yesterday where i was like i look crazy and so because i thought i looked crazy Today, after I got my makeup done to to shoot Hollywood Unlocked, I went live real quick to ask people to give suggestions about today's episode. And everybody was like, no, we love it. And I was like, mm. oh, maybe I do look nice. Yeah. But like, that was my Chloe Bailey moment. It took people being like, no, you don't look crazy, sis. Like, you were just having an insecure moment. For me to be like, I don't look crazy. It's just something, me getting used to a new yeah. look. So in the same way, I think Chloe Bailey killed it. I like the performance. Did you like it? I en- I thought it was cool, yeah. It I like the cool. video more because obviously it's a video. Because I feel like, again, her she just put the song out 
Two days over the earlier. weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was like, let's get a, a good performance as to where, and I'm, I'm not doing a comparison thing again, Normani, her song has been out for a while, so she's yeah. had time to, but Normani's performance. No, okay, perfect pivot. So we're going to say, <laughs> we're going to put a cap in the Chloe thing. Chloe, we think your performance was great. Chloe, um, yeah, I love the song. That song, listen, I love that And the song. video has Roman in it, who I think is fine as hell. I haven't seen the video yet. Oh, Roman's in it. I haven't in, watched mm, the video. He's so yummy. I be running into him at parties before COVID hit, so let me not be too. How to get away with murder, Rome? Yeah, he's 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 a yummy person. I think a couple of our friends in common, so let me shut up before they start sending this clip to him. But you are yummy, and you know it. Come on, <laughs> um, Normani. Yes. First of all, shout out to another tourist. Oh, she is. No, no, not Normani. Oh. Shout out to another tourist who inspired that performance, Janet Motherfucking Jackson. Okay. Um, she even played a little bit of Janet's music in the background. So here's to okay, pay you homage know, to that. So. This is what I heard was supposed to happen. Uh-oh. Initially strapped to that thing, uh-huh. it was supposed to be Janet. Because <gasps> you heard it was Would You Mind that yes. started when it came. Originally, it was supposed to who be Janet. Who told you that? Somebody in the industry? I, I'm not telling who, but yes. Okay, so somebody in the industry told yes. Jeffrey. It was originally that. When I tell you I that would have squealed blue. like a, a I don't grease know pig. what it would have cost, but we would have had to figure out what to play the clip here. <laughs> But it was yeah, supposed. I can't afford that. But yes, it was supposed <laughs> to be Janet. I'd have been out on the corner to go fund me. I would have helped out. <laughs> but it was supposed to be Janet. But for I don't know what reasons it was that happened. But it, Janet was not able to do it. Oh my god. Um, and I mean Tiana Taylor is not a no, bad. No, my number just got hard thinking of Janet. But Jackson. could you imagine if Janet Jackson? That is orgasmic. That but is... I guarantee you, if it was right close to the time, because you know her documentary is coming out top of the year. It if, is. Yeah, it's supposed oh. to be. If her, because she released a trailer for it um, last week as well. Okay. But if. That documentary is coming out. I bet Janet would have been there because that would have been great press and a great oh push. Oh my god! Okay, so you guys heard it here first. Allegedly speaking, from an insider source yeah. that we cannot reveal. But you know what? I will say this though: Janet knighted Tiana as her heir apparent. That's why. I so wasn't it feels mad. like if you can't get Janet, getting Tiana, call up Tiana. Nobody's mad. Yeah. I say this with all respect to Iman. I want to lick Tiana Taylor's stomach just one time before I die. Listen. I just want to lick her stomach in, in a non-sexual way. Is that possible? Can you lick somebody's stomach in a non-sexual way? You cannot lick way? nobody's stomach in a non What's the I, reason? I, I bit somebody's booty in a non-sexual way. Explain. I might just be on Because I'm going to find the sexual way in there. <laughs> Ain't nobody biting ass without... A... No, I was drunk at a party at Pride in D.C. years ago. Shout out to my friend Ayana. We became friends afterwards. And there was this girl who was like pulling around a dump truck. And she was at the party. And I was like, your ass is looks like an apple. And I was drunk. That was the sexual part in there right there. Okay, but like, I mean, that's like mm-hmm. PG-13 Sesame Street sexual. I was like, your, your, your booty looks like an apple. And I was joking, I bit it. And her girlfriend was there and we all just laughed and we became friends. Oh, okay. So for me, it felt innocent. But I realized that my version of innocent is, is actually not innocent. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is sexual. Mm-hmm. But no, on my bucket You're list. You're a tourist. I'm a tourist. So even mm-hmm. when we're not being sexual, we're being completely sexual. I'm going to have another drink thinking about licking Tiana's stomach. You need me to pour? Honey, I still have the other half a shot. Oh, so you... I finished my actual shot. Yeah, no. The way my gut. You know what it is? I got really drunk. Episode three. Oh. And when I talk, when I get drunk, I talk fast and it sounds like Spanish. I thought she was about to say you got really drunk last night. Um, oh. I was about to say, no, kombu- I started drinking kombucha. Twice a week. Ooh, this is ooh. God. You should have swallowed that because that's only. Ooh, that's true. That's not even a full shot. So, get, so check it out. I've been fasting on green juice. Okay. And I just remembered that, so that's why that probably tastes like ten shots uh, to me. You guys don't ever fast and then come on your podcast and and drink. Um, so you need me to open it? Yeah, no, it's it's open. I'm just trying to figure out if I might have hurt myself from drinking on an empty stomach. Oh gosh. Mm. The Take the Elsa's episode, mm-hmm. I sent it to my co-host, DJ Damage. Uh, much love to DJ Damage. And he said, and I quote, um, you sound like Twista. 
I was talking so fast in that episode. I actually sounded like Twister. That so I'm so trying funny. to keep it chill. Um, I love the Janet Jackson tea. I love the whole Normani. Every I think to me, I actually preferred Normani's performance. Yeah, the performance. Yes, her performance. Chloe Bailey had a, a, a history, not history. Uh, um, Chloe's career making moment. Good too. Yeah, no, but that moment made her career. Yeah, like Did we, you see, we saw um, a star being. Somebody born. posted one of the like fans. They could. They were on the backside of the stage, and as soon as it was done, she didn't even make it off. She like sat down and started crying because just overwhelmed with all the you know Aww. happiness from being on that big stage. Meanwhile, Big Lotto, they had her on the small stage all night. I did. felt some kind of way about that. I did, like, yeah, L- Lotto deserved better. Lotto did Y'all not did deserve Lotto to be on the dirty. small stage the to me, whole night. To me, Lotto and Doja, to me, are comparable. Lotto are just... So why is Lotto on, she on the She has shown she should be here. Like, I, actually Lotto, think she, I, think, I actually think she's the most talented out of all the new of girls. Of the new girls, yeah. All of them. I, and I like it. I like her. Mind you, Doja, though, is on some weird shit where, like, I think she's a shapeshifter woman. and she rapping? The next minute she's singing. She's giving the you next a little, minute she's yodeling. Like, she's super talented. She's giving you a little Missy Tease. A little bit of, you know. She is. Yeah. And, and, you know, I had a moment with, with, with her when I wasn't completely sold on her. <laughs> Somebody was saying she wasn't black, even though her dad, her well, dad in Nigeria. Well, here's the thing. She got, like, 4C <laughs> hair, right? And the thing is, a lot of light-skinned people with nappy hair. Shout My daddy to, ain't Nigerian. He's a is he Nigerian? Whatever it is, it showed up in her, her in her kitchen. Okay, <laughs> and so Doja used to have some loathing about her hair, mm-hmm. and up until a year ago, was wearing very bad wigs, as girls who don't feel comfortable with their hair often do. Mm. And I think her own self loathing about that, or her own discomfort with that, we all took it personal. It was like if you judge your black, you're judging ours. But now again, showing grace, yeah. I'm like, she, look at her. She she's got so some, talented. She's so yeah. talented. I'm willing to forgive that. A lot of times, I just want the, I want these celebrities, especially young celebrities, mm-hmm. just only allow your PR and managers to have access to your social media. Stop telling us how much Stop you hate yourself tell- because the yes. mainstream will kill you with get it. Get offensive. Don't let us know. If you want to just say something out there, just get offensive and say it. But your actual page, just give it to your PR and give it to. Because we don't, come on. Not everybody needs to know your business. In fact, I, for those I of you. miss the days of old Hollywood. Like I miss the mysterious days. That's my, why somebody did a, a tweet that said, I'm so happy Beyonce don't be talking to exactly. us. Exactly. And I was like, you know what? I too am happy Beyonce doesn't like, talk to us. You would go to the grocery store, you might see something on National Enquirer, but nobody knew your everyday, day-to-day, what you're doing. A and little buying. bit of mystery is amazing. Yeah. So there's an op-ed that we did for the Griot, um, and it's called Um, Why are you why do you why do Chloe, Bailey, and Lizzo and girls like them really piss you off? Mm-hmm. And there's an excerpt that I want to read to you guys from that op-ed. Please look it up. Um, it's on the grill right now. And it says, and I quote, You guys hate Chloe Bailey for growing up even and even pretending for a second to be comfortable in her womanhood. You hate Lizzo for being overweight and having the nerve to know she's still pretty and worthy. You hate Normani for being so damn talented, but not, not, not light enough to appease the mainstream who prefers Is ambiguously that... black, yet the thing, really? megastars. In 2021? Honey, what do I mean? You hate Cardi B for being too ghetto and speaking like where she's from, <laughs> despite the fact that she outworks a lot of you who are speaking the King's English. Despite the fact that she said they had a whole IG Live with Bernie Sanders during the election. Despite the fact that she was a social... Um, like a social, uh, like a political major, like she literally studies like social sciences and took AP classes in school. It's actually really freaking smart. Mm. The, the the world simply isn't built for black women to have free agency. The system is rigged for everyone to see profit and repackage our power while finding peace and knowing that we'll never be able to fully own it. It's a tale as old as time and a song as old as slavery. You know, my newest thing is that I hate seeing being appropriated now mm-hmm. because 
black women have been doing it forever. The whole nails thing. Like the yes. really long nails with designs. I'm like, Coco gave y'all that back in 1992. Y'all came for us that. For was, that was old, ghetto, ghetto, ghetto. But now everybody wants nails out to here with all 10 different designs for Ugh. each finger. Like, Thank you for pointing that out because when people say, what's the big deal? That if is my close, my newest pet peeve. The problem with appropriation is when we do things, we're called ghetto and we can't get jobs. When you do things, you're called high fashion and you get a million dollars. Baby, back in the 90s. That's why it's, it's horrible to appropriate Back us. in the 90s to walk in with braids or locks as a black man. Oh, are you willing to cut your hair? Mm -hmm. Oh, now Justin Bieber out here with his braids halfway hanging out of his Because he got his peaches out in Georgia, right. apparently. And so he could do that. So um, we have talked about the VMAs. We've talked about appropriation. We've talked about Nicki Minaj and her complicated history Yikes. with black womanhood. I want us to pivot to the topic of the show, though, right? Okay. Today's show topic is about cuffing season. Ooh, it's getting cold out here. Yes. Ooh. Now, my first question to you before night. we talk about cuffing season is, what was the highlight of the summer for you? And what was the low light? What was the peak of the summer? And what was the valley of the summer? Because I feel like cuffing season, <clears throat> almost like Labor Day, is the unofficial way of finding out the summer's about to be over. So what was the high point and the low point of your you summer? You know what's really interesting? I have to say, my summer was so good oh. that the highlight was actually Labor Day weekend because it was like the perfect huh. ending, the perfect culmination to my entire summer. I had so many great memories and I live in a city, you know, I live in two cities, LA and Miami, oh, where okay. it's, so it's never technically- You guys pause. That subtle flex was bought to you by our sponsors. He says that he lives in two cities, <laughs> Miami and Los Angeles. But where Just tell the people that you got money, Jeff. Listen, where it's never particularly cold, cold, what the world knows cold to be. Right. So I never, during the day anyway, I never feel like summer's over until after 6 p.m. when you need a jacket. Right. But it really, this year, it had a perfect- ending to wrap up my entire summer. What did you actually do, though? You'd be in So Labor Day weekend, uh, it was Orange Blossom Classic in Miami, Florida, which was the football game between Jackson State University, my alma mater, well, here we go. and Florida A&M University. You're getting excited, I can tell. Go ahead. My mm -hmm. friends from college, Chris and Ashley, shout out to them. We've been friends since 2004 when we went into Jackson State. Jeff will keep a friend. I keep friends. And, you, you know, I have friends. a lot of friends, but those are two people. Even out of college, I don't speak to everybody. We have been through... So we went through a lot of shit when we were in school, but just in adulthood, went through so much, and they both came down. Um, I usually see them probably minimum once a year because I go to D.C. a lot. They both live in the DMV area. Right. But they came down there, and it was just so much reminiscing. One night we were on the beach at like 2.30 in the morning. Jeff, just, why don't listen, you ever call me for any of this we, stuff? It was a Jackson State moment. We were just like smoking, getting high, talking mm -hmm. about life and everything, and it was just so amazing. But we spent the whole weekend on boats, at parties, oh. eating food. I cooked a couple of times. Like, it was such a great man. It was like, wow. And then Monday, actual Labor Day, we went out to the beach. We were out there for like six hours. And that day I had all of my friends, my Miami friends, some L.A. friends that were in town, other people that were in town. We were just all a big-ass group on the beach for like seven hours. And it was like, yo, this is the way it's supposed to be. And we had a bottle of Casamigos, which was the choice I, liquor I, I, I almost bought summer, some Casamigos today for you, yeah. And finished it. And it was like, this was it was just perfect. Jeff, the next time you do something like that, you need to invite me because you know I have money to buy tickets i'm thinking about next year's birthday i want to i haven't done a birthday and you were at the That's last May. one yeah but i got you know my birthday in september but you know my birthday is I, I like to do things and be elaborate with it so i want to start planning now because i haven't done one in two years so what was the low point of your summer <sighs> keep it a buck chuck see that that's one of those questions i need at the very beginning of the show to think about let me mm -hmm. think the low point i'll say my high point while you think about it my high okay. point of, of the whole summer was 
um, going to see my mom Labor Day weekend and just like taking care of her. Oh. Yeah, mine was very low. Damn, blue, and I'm talking about party. <laughs> you talking about family love because you know we're in a pandemic, sir. Right. You know, you know what it is. It's because when I was in my 20s and even early part of my 30s, when I was a struggling writer, um, whenever I would go home, and my mother would take me shopping. She would get me groceries. She mm -hmm. would help me do my laundry. She, you know, what it's like when you go back home yeah. and your family spoils you. And then she'd slip a couple hundred dollars in my bag before I oh. got on the plane. Fast forward now that I'm 40. Now I'm going home and I'm slipping, slipping money in her money purse her, yeah. and I'm taking her shopping. And, and so it was a re really bittersweet moment of realizing that the, that the torch had been passed really? and, th and that I was now taking care of her instead of her taking care of me. And so like being of service to my mom in that way was kind of humbling. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was like, wow, like I'm the mom now. Really? My mother's 75. Wow. And she was a nurse for 30 years. So her like her bones hurt. So like Is she a bad uh, patient. Cause you know she was in the fields, so and she like I know what no, I need. No, she's Shut a up. she's a proud patient who okay. she'll lie and say she doesn't need anything. That's what I mean. When yeah. she needs everything, yeah, right. So, but then when I got home and she called me the next day and she was giggling, my seventy five year mother, mother was giggling. She was like, "Ma fifi, mon chéri, I just need you to." Yeah, she sounds like Pepe Le Pew. "Ma fifi, mon chéri, I just need you to know the house is so happy because you." Like she said, I lit up the house Aww. and that it made her heart so happy and that her Aww. and my stepdad are now just in such great spirits. And she's like, "When are you coming back?" And so for me, that was the high point because That's it, great. It it tells me why I work so hard for my mother. My low point of the summer was I lost two major friendships. Mm. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Two major, like, important friendships that used to keep me buoyant. But I don't <laughs> think it's a low point because of, it happened, because I think it was for the best, because I was a crutch for them. I think it was just a low point because I'm sad, because I, you know, I love them. So that was my low point. What's your low point? Honestly, the truth blew, and I just... You had a dope I summer, think everything such, was great. Because I'm such an optimist. Shut up, Jeff. My low points of the Child. summer were just those days when... I was looking on Instagram and my LA friends were all together and they was doing brunches or field days and this and so that. So pause. And your I'm high in Miami point was and partying like, and your low point was watching other people partying. My, watching Shut my up, friends Jeff. be together no, when I know okay. I wish I would be there. So we're gonna pivot because Jeff is just living. Just, I'm gonna start calling you Paris Hilton. Girl, we in a we in a pandemic. I'm enjoying everyday life. I well, find a joy. Well, I would enjoy everyday day. life too if you would tell me to hop on a plane to Miami. <laughs> I'm always. I, in. I, no offense to anybody who considers Miami travel. I don't consider Miami travel. What do you mean when you say travel? There's a, there's a meme going around that said, um, you need you to- You ain't finna Atlanta and Miami meet a death? Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't consider Miami, like, I think it's a trip. It's not travel. So, yeah. like, I don't consider, like, going to Bali is travel. Yes. Me, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's to say, Jeff, tell me and I'll fly to Miami, honey. Like, I'm there all the time. If I'm not here, that's where no, I am. No, I'm talking about, I know that you're there. Invite me to oh, be there but, as well. So, let me tell you the beautiful part about it. Being in Miami- Y'all see how he skipped over saying that he would invite me next no, time? Y'all see that? No, listen. He has forsaken me, Blue, you guys. I, don't I feel invite, rejected. Let me tell you, I don't invite anybody. This is what I learned about Miami. Every weekend, people love going to Miami. So I made every a request, weekend, Jeffrey. You, I know this is an open invitation. Whenever you have the time, nah, I need to know when it's popping. I'm not going to just stare at you. I want to be on okay. the beach, drinking Casamigos. This is, this is how I know it's popping. When people tell me they're in town, I'm like, oh, what's going on? So, that, but I, I'm not from Miami, so I literally don't know the layout of that land. Jeff, I know more about parties in LA Jeff, than I do in Miami. This might be your last episode on the show <laughs> because how you go, how you gonna laugh like a fuckboy? He like, <laughs> you gonna invite me back? Okay, future. Because you sound just like everybody else to be like, Jeff, what's going on in Miami? When I am in Miami, I promise you, I am in that kitchen. I am at home. I'm cooking. I'm creating recipes. That's what I'm doing. I'm only out when other people are in town and they're like, hey, I'm on South Beach. Come on out. And I'm like, okay. Let the record show. I've told Jeff twice that I was going to be in Miami both times. He said he was going to, he was not going to be I there. was probably going to be here because I do try to escape So speaking lot. of fuckboy reactions to honest requests, Jeff, you see how you just did that? 
I mean, you know, I'm from the streets. Listen. Let's talk about the cuff season, cuffing season schedule, right? Okay. So. Did, did it change or the same as every year? I'm about to read it to you. I don't know. Uh, I've never read the schedule before. This is new. I didn't know it was an official schedule. Oh, yeah. So scouting, which is a time to look for a partner online. Mm -hmm. It's is, already started. Clearly you know about this. It's August 1st yes. to the 31st. Mm -hmm. Draft. Drafting. Wow, there's a draft, guys. After Labor Day. Yeah. So it, it's supposed to be around the September 1st to the 30th. So we're in the draft season right now to, period, yeah. to pick your top candidates. Tryouts to go on many first dates is October 1st to the 31st. Yeah. Um, Preseason, get more serious out. with one person or two prospects if you want some whole shit, is November. Mm -hmm. The whole month of November. Mm -hmm. Cuffing season where you were like, look, I chose your ass is December 1st to January 15th, which means that in your mind, I might have spent Thanksgiving with my family, mm -hmm. but December and New Year's and Christmas and all that, it's me and you, boo. So that's because it's cold outside. And that's uh, where I like to say people mistake wanting a hug for thinking they should be in a relationship. Exactly. Big difference. A lot playoffs. Of well, it's a playoff season. Oh, yeah. Playoffs to see if you can survive the holiday and might be opted to stay on the team long term is January 16th to February 13th. Because mm -hmm. by, Valentine's fe Day. by February 13th, if you haven't broken up with them, that's your girlfriend or boyfriend, whether you want them to be or not. At least for the year. For the oh, Damn. And then the championship game where you can off offer official boyfriend, girlfriend status and celebrate Valentine's Day is... February 14th. So the mm -hmm. championship game is February 14th. If you are in cuffing season and you make it to Valentine's, as Valentine's. they say, with an M, as they say in some parts of the South, um, that means that you're officially in a relationship. Yeah. Except, that's however, exhausting. I think that that needs to, that's like the traditional cuffing season schedule. However, cuffing season needs to realize we live in a social media world now. So this already started they, two months ago is what they, you're saying. Well, it's just, honestly, it's becoming a little moot, a little null and void because yeah. also the fact that Travel, we travel now. Like so, there we, really is no winter. It's no, it's really no winter. It's cold. I'm getting and out of here. And live in LA anyway. So and live in LA. Winter is just really a it's really a whole modified cuffing season. A here. nice fall. I, but you know what it is? I don't think it's about the winter though. I asked myself this question: like, why did I still feel the pressure of cuffing season? It's the holidays. Seasonal depression. Yeah, holiday depression. It's it's, it's the th the thought of everybody's supposed to be with their loved ones on these four days. Because you know what I noticed, and too? And who is my loved one? So on Thanksgiving, who's my loved one? On Christmas, who's my loved one? New Year's <clears> Eve, who's my loved one? Um, Valentine's Day, who's my loved one? It's that that's actually the pressure, not the weather. A lot of us, you know, when we're in that whole maybe like 25 to 25 to 30 period, mm -hmm. we're living in these new cities, we're creating these friendships, so we spend all these holidays away from our families, which we traditionally are used to. So it's like, right. oh, you're this special person that spent this holiday with me, so it means something. Again, confusing the hug with one of the relationships. And that's why cuffing season only lasts till Val yeah, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And then after that, everybody break up. By June 6th, everybody broke up. You, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't. Is there a, a possibility of being too old for cuffing season? Yes. Are you too old for cuffing season? I don't. I've never done. I've always been in relationships, so I've never really had the chance you to are, do cuffing season. You are season. a real tourist. Yeah. Like, I've, I've never I had a chance to do a, real, to do a real cuffing season. But also, I know I wouldn't do a cuffing season because I... I don't fall in love with the moment. Me either. Yeah, like yeah. I need to know ahead. Of, it takes a while for me to like you. Oh. So a quick little playoff draft period, all this stuff. No, I don't fall in love with the moment. I would say for me, I had a reading yesterday because you guys know I'm a tarot reader and I'm always looking for other people to read me. Like I'm going to be honest, Chef, I get jealous of my clients. What do you mean? Like they'll come to me with a problem and by the end of the, the session, they're crying, they're happy, they're relieved, they've gotten answers, they feel so good. I can't do that for myself. I don't. I can't read for myself. And so I sometimes I'm like, damn, I would like to have a reading and walk away Why feeling. Why don't you go to somebody? I'm sure you know other people in the Yeah, network. but they've all been garbage. And when they're like faking it or folding it in. But or, you don't have like 
girlfriends that are in the same and yeah. you, like, you know that they're reliable and good? I know a couple and a couple of them have read for me. But what happens with human nature is once they know my personal business, they start giving opinion. Okay. And as a clear cognizant, I can taste opinion versus a reading. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes, oh, honey, that's not, I actually read, you're giving your opinion. I can actually do that on the phone. I'm actually going to read for me. Oh. And so there's a lot of readers who don't know how to be objective once they know you and feel comfortable with you. So for me, that's the problem. My clients, Jeff, you and I can be friends for forever. When I read for you, I read for you like you're a stranger. Mm -hmm. That's rare for me to find. So shout out to Brian Henry. He's amazing. The Behan Block Party is yeah, next Saturday. I was at the D.C. when it was great. Are you going to be here for the L.A. one next? I'm not. Okay. I <laughs> if I were. knew, I would have scheduled this trip to come next week versus being then here you this you wouldn't week. have been on the show, but so yeah. it worked out perfectly. Yeah. So Brian Henry's amazing, and I was having a really shit-tastic day yesterday, like just a shitty day, right? Mm -hmm. And I happened to be talking to him, and he was like, I have a friend who's doing this special kind of reading that I've never heard of, mm -hmm. and it made me think of you because I know that you've always wanted somebody to read you. So I got a reading. Thank you to Brian for coming to my house and doing that for me. And in the reading, one of the things that I was told was people like me are the great experimenters. We spend our entire 20s and 30s experimenting, and once we hit 40, we get tired and want to settle down. Mm. You feel like you're ready to settle down? I am now, but I love that that he told me that because as a man, that's considered fine. George Clooney didn't know I said anything. As a woman, everybody's like, why did it take oh, you so long to want to settle down? bearing years and your... Oh. The fact that I didn't want a husband and babies until I hit 40, so everybody you know thinks it's weird. I actually been telling my friends the other day, honestly, I feel like nobody needs to be in a relationship until... 45 and older. Well, no, there's something called eggs. So I was, okay, so I was about to say, eggs. there is an asterisk. There's an asterisk <laughs> okay, in that. Eggs. Because, you know, women, of course, it is about do you want children. But for me, it's just more about... Because, listen, relationships do not last the way that they used to, the way we know them to be. Right. Honestly, it needs to get to that point of when you're like 45 and older, you're at a place where it's not about the physical anymore. Right. Folks ain't out here cheating, lying, doing all that. At this point, you tired. I just, at this point, I'm tired. I want peace at home. I want somebody I know I love, I, I can think, respect, I, think I'm I can travel Jeff, with. How old are you? 35. I think you should change it to 40 because I used to think that. Maybe for women, but for me. No, Jeff, you're only 35, though. You haven't hit 40. I'm saying I have been shocked by how tired all my 40-year-old friends are. Mm. Male, female, gender not conforming, gay and straight, even the gay boys. They hit 40. Even the ones who are stubborn, it's a little slower. <laughs> So at, uh, let's talk not, in five not years. These things that I know. Let's let's do let's. Well, they, they might have some need some therapy. Though. I'm talking about people who are healed. Okay, they might be fucking their way through some problems. For me, it, for some reason, at 40, I was like, I have nothing left to to see. Really. And anything that I do want to see, I wouldn't mind seeing it with somebody next to me. But as far as doing whole stuff on my own, and you know, I don't I'm use good. it. I don't want to use it as a blanket statement because again, some people mature faster and just have different wants and needs. Trauma will make so, you age. I might as well be forty five now. But I do now. think that majority of people think they want to be in these relationships, and then what they don't. As humans, we grow by every five seven years. Our desires, our wants, our needs they change, and we grow. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I don't love you unless it just means you know what I didn't like broccoli then, but I love broccoli now. And the other partner will all of a sudden be like, "Well, when I was trying to make you broccoli, you ain't wanted. So why are you so different?" The See, that's crumbled. where partner selection is important, though, because one thing I say that makes me want to find me another me is that I'm just happy to to be. You want to find you another you? You would date you. Yeah. You would date yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know why I would date myself? Because I am someone who's, I'm a Gemini rising okay. and a Gemini Venus. Geminis change every like 20 minutes, right? Like I I, I am, a diff I had an ex one time tell me that he had cheated on everybody he dated but me. He was like, look, every couple of weeks, it's a whole new bitch. Like, what's happening? Mm. And because I'm constantly, like, changing and evolving, I want a partner who's like, as long as you are my partner, 
we're going on this fantastic ride together and we're going to ebb and flow and change and evolve and do but all see, types of crazy shit together. Because that's how I am in relationships. But that's the problem. A lot of people meet each other at this one moment when they are great. Like, and they're stuck everything's there. Everything's great. And again, as you grow and change. I want somebody to grow and change with me. With, exactly. Or at least just be, understand that I'm changing. Even if you no, understand that I'm right. changing. You know, my, Antonio, me and Antonio and I were best friends for what? We've known each other for 29 years. Yeah. I watched him change 20 times. And I realized through that friendship, and guys, this is a, a pro hack. Watch how your old, how you react to your oldest relationships, your oldest friendships, because friendship is actually a testing ground for romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. And I, I always say the easiest thing in the world is to be a friend. That's the easiest no, thing. No, the, the easiest thing in the world is to be a friend. The hardest thing in the world is to be a best friend who knows where all the bodies are buried. Because there are Not some- Not me and my best friend. Okay, so that you guys are different. There's some, my, my best friend, we went through all the trauma and horrible things that you would go through in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Like we went, I called him my gay husband. We went through the things that you, you just see couples who are married mm. go through. And so he was a beautiful playground for me to see how I show up when I have to learn to not put myself first, but to not put myself last either. Mm -hmm. So I, over the 29 years that we were best friends, I learned how to... Um, show him grace, but always advocate for myself. Mm -hmm. So I loved him, but my mantra is, I never want to have to set myself on fire to like keep you warm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why I think I'm ready for a relationship because I know what it's like to support somebody, okay. but you're not going to play me though. So you open to this relationship. Have you started the dating process? I've been dating this whole time. Oh! But uh, nobody worth us talking about on the, on the air. Oh, really? Yeah, people keep coming over and trying to smash and stuff. But you're still, you're dating though. You're not discouraged by yeah, it. Yeah, I'm open. In fact, um, I'm not going to say any names, but there's somebody who apparently likes me and all, all his friends are have, like, yo, he likes you. Are you doing the, the um, online? Or are you going no. out and meeting? Or I've had several of my witchy friends. And that's one thing I will say. Being... Um, <laughs> not witchy. You know, witches find each other. <laughs> we tend to, if we get a read on each other, we'll call each other and be like, yo, sis, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I got this thing on you. Like, okay. I, I picked whatever. One of my witchy friends hit me up recently and said, Blue, you're not the online dating girl. And she's right, not because I would be opposed to it, but because... I'm so energetically dense and rich. Mm -hmm. People respond to my energy. And, well, and when I think of online dating, I, I, I mean the apps. I don't mean Instagram. I can hit up on my DMs all no, the time. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, like, just as far as, you know, to see a profile to say, I do want to meet you. I don't yeah, mean, no, like, just only that dating. That doesn't ever online. work for me. You know why? I'm not attracted to anybody just from seeing how they look. So I, I don't swipe on anybody. Like, even if you're cute, I don't know you, so I don't give a fuck. Like I need to, I, I'm an energy person. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to sniff you out or hear you talk or see you engaging for me to feel juicy and, and soft and pink about you. And online, when you go on the apps, you can't, now Now on Instagram, yes. If I see somebody on Instagram and you know, they're talking that good talk, mm -hmm. awesome. But the apps are just too one dimensional for me personally. Really? I like to be I'm, out and about. I think, I mean, you though, on the other hand, Jeffrey, you are very efficient. Because I am a very like visual meet you in person. Yeah, of course. I think we all are. Like you don't even necessarily go and speak to someone until you, you look at them first. I'm going to be honest. I don't care. Like Jeffrey. When it's interest for, I mean, we meet people all the time, but when it's interest for dating situations, you look at them first. You grab like, oh, I got somebody you should meet. How you look? Like, Here's the thing, though. You saying I got somebody you should meet. The fact that my friend said it is not just look your looks, though. Somebody sniffed you out. And brought you to me. That's still different to me. But also your friend, they, I'm sure that they ain't picking out a slug to bring your way. So, True. So somewhere in there, it's a physical. Whether it was a referral from your friend or whether you know it was you physical? out by yourself. It's physical once. Here's the thing. I, and I'm going to say this with all due respect. All my friends are attractive. Yeah, I can speak. I don't same. have any ugly people in my life. Yeah. So because I'm not, I'm surrounded by attractive people, attra being attractive enough alone me doesn't mean shit to me. Like it, my, my brain doesn't even register anything's happening. Yeah. It's like, oh, there goes one of my homies. Mm. So if I see a fine ass man, I'm like, oh, he looks like Jeff. Oh, he looks like Norman. Like I'm not, 
It doesn't do anything to me. But you but, but if I see a video of him talking, he's talking about how he would treat a woman. I'm like, oh, that's sexy. Yeah, that's, I, I still, that's I still have to it. Yeah. yeah, I still have to see you engage because I'm so surrounded by attractive people. A picture of you being attractive doesn't mean shit to me. Okay, so where are you going to go to start meeting these men? Oh, no, I go to events all the time. Okay, they having events now? Yeah, well, you know, they're private and you have to take COVID tests. And oh, okay. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I get, a, a, I get invited to a lot of private events or my okay. friends will invite me to a brunch or a happy hour where there'll be other people there. Yeah. Um, and all the men that I've met so far are much older than what I usually date, mm-hmm. um, which I don't mind, but I do mind. Or do you I, want younger? No, I, here's the thing. I want fun. If you can be fun at 40 oh, okay. or fun at 30, I'll take it either way. But my thing is I don't want anybody who takes themselves too seriously. Oh, yeah. And I've met some really interesting... 40 and up men who on paper are what I want, but when it's time to have a good time, I'm like, oh, That's because they tired of the bullshit. They done been through life. Some Don't are be jaded. bitter. Don't some be bitter. Some are jaded. Some from relationships, Talking about from your ex-wife from, all the time, yeah. your alimony payments. I can't do none of that. Like, I don't mind you having an ex-wife. I don't mind you having a kid. I do mind you carrying that trauma with you on our first date, though. Yeah. So for me, I tend to date younger guys, not because I like them younger, but I like that, that they still have hope in their eyes. they're jaded. Yeah, they have <laughs> hope in their eyes. Got a little twinkle there, like, oh. So all the, the young, I don't want to say young boys because then I'm going to get reported. But right. So, you're so, going to get reported. <laughs> you're going to get spammed. Your DM's going to get flooded. That's what's going to happen. I do not go under 30. That is my line. Why not? Because a 27-year-old tried to hit on me the other day, and I could tell it was about to be a, tr- a Trey have Songs, you ever tried to Jada have a, Pinkett Smith no, thing, and made me nervous. Have you ever try, had to have a conversation with some of these, not all, some of these 27-year-olds? Yeah. Blue, we are not the same. We're not the same. We're not the same. I actually, the funny thing is, and, and by funny, I mean sad. My homegirl in high school who got pregnant, her son is 26. Mm. I can't date you knowing I could be your mother. Wow. So because my homegirl has a 26-year-old son, I always take his age and add like a couple years to it. You can still have fun with it though. No, I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna feel like, mm-mm. another thing that I was told during that reading is that my superpower is that I'm nurturing, but I'm a sexual nurturer. So it's like a MILF. Like I'm nurturing. So but... you over here like Iyanla having them come lay in your <laughs> Yeah, lay in, in my bosom. bosom and I'm gonna caress you and, mm, yeah, I mean, I'm very nurturing. Tell me, tell me the issue and take tell, the drawers tell, tell off. My... <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening. I, I mean, see you, Blue. I'm a horny nurturer. That's my Listen, superpower. I, mm. I, I want to I wanna see what your superpower is. I think your superpower is that you're a magnet. Like you make everybody feel like they're your friend. Is that my superpower or is that my toxic trait? Oh, mm. shit. I think it could be both. Because I think me mm. being nurturing is why I attract all these leeches. It's about how you use it. It's about how you use it. Use it for good or use it for bad. What I'm learning, though, is I'm for the rest of this year for cuffing season just to bring it back because the show has to. Can you believe the show's about to end? What do you mean it's about to end? We're, we're almost at time. Oh, you mean time-wise? Yes. I thought you meant like for the season. I'm like, no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm going to pop back up. We're going to have a... <laughs> Jeff already told me before we started that we're going to have a real conversation about cuffing season like the after party that's not going to be aired because we both have tea to spill. Um, but no, the, um, the show's about to end, but I want to make sure that I... Does it make us bad like like reality stars? Like we want to talk and be honest, but then we're like, wait, we can't we can't talk about that? No, because Kathy, have you been watching Real House of, of, um, of uh, Beverly Hills? Yeah. Kathy Hilton doesn't tell us shit, and she's the best one on the whole show. But she also is not a, a cast member, a main cast member. She, but she is. So she doesn't. She's have not, to. but she is. She, she, she eats the stage every time she takes it. I hear that, but equally, I don't expect to get much from Kathy Hilton. I'm just saying, I'm gonna be the Kathy Hilton of it. Erica Jane, listen. That's a whole. Do we got time to go into this? We don't. But that's why you have to come back. I'm going to tell you something about Erica Jane and about Lisa, because I heard right that up. Lisa came after Garcelle Bouffet, our Haitian <laughs> sis. Not Bouffet. Bouvet. Bouveau. Bouveau? Yeah. Oh, that's different. It's Bouvet or Bouveau. I thought it was Bouveau. I thought it was Bouvet. Oh. 
Let's talk about say this. I'm Haitian. I should know better. Um, my bad. One I of us is right. Well, I probably am wrong. More than likely, I'm neither wrong. Neither one of us is married to it. But Garcelle, <laughs> apparently, she gets attacked by Lisa Renna during the reunion that that taped that taped a couple of days ago. Oh, they just recently taped it. Okay. Yeah, and Lisa thinks that she intentionally said that Erica was, was still talking to her ex husband after the court case. Oh, that's why I saw the episode. But um, also, uh, I heard that Lisa got subpoenaed to actually um, Good. have to speak up. Lisa which needs to led go. to Sutton's whole point of why she ain't want to be around this bullshit. So when I do, when I when Jeff finally invites me to Miami, I'm putting it out there. We're going to have a special Miami episode where we do nothing but talk about reality shows. Okay, let's go. I think that's going to be fun. I, I feel like time. they all go there for surgery or have houses there, so it's the perfect place to talk about reality shows. Beverly stuff. Hills wants to stay in Beverly Hills and get it done. True, but when they want to hide, they go to Miami. Mm. You know, Dr. Miami and them. Um, Jeff, uh, for cuffing season, I want us to set our intentions because according to this, we are now in the preseason right now where we're scouting people. Mm. So I'm going to set my intention before the championship. all the good vibes your way. I got some uh, some tips and ideas on where you should go looking for a man. Oh, tips? I thought you had some people. Fuck a tip. Send me a man. Like, we'll talk about that later. We'll think about that. So what I'm manifesting for this cuffing season is that I receive. I'm such a good giver. And anything you give me, I'm going to give you 10 times more because I like to give. I just, I just need you to give me a little bit so I have a green light to give you something, right? Okay. So this cuffing season, I want to be properly courted by someone who allows me to receive. Because me giving is going to always happen. A, a dog's going to bark, a cat is going to meow. Okay. But me receiving, that is the spirit that I'm walking into this cuffing season of like, who is going to care enough? Of, because people, a lot of men like me, but liking me enough to do something about it is where they lose me. Okay. I want somebody who likes me enough to put an effort and to be intentional. So if my future husband is watching and or listening to this, um, number one, I'm not as scary as I look. I have resting bitch face. Shout out to Chloe Bailey and the rest of us who are, are low-key sweet, but we just have resting bitch face. Um, I need you to plan the dates and then invite me. Like, plan the dates and actually put an effort. I need flowers. Um, I like roses. I'm a basic bitch. Quick question I have, because a friend of mine is um, online dating Tinder or one of those apps Tinder's or whatever. not for love, but go ahead. I forget which one it was, but basically um, had a guy who said, you know, basically they matched. Mm -hmm. Everything looked great. And the guy asked my friend friend you know about meeting up mm -hmm. my friend has been just like really kind of just stalling and stalling and finally why? i was just like why he's like oh well he didn't do it properly i'm like what do you mean oh she's one of those what but i'm do? just like what do you mean he's like oh you know he didn't set like a day a time a place i'm like but he asked you about meeting up how right. come you then couldn't say yes what do you have in mind? Or you know what? Yes, here are the days I'm available. Yeah, like, I'm not that girl. Give something. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a pillow princess. Because the thing that stuck with me was when they were like, um, they didn't do it properly. So you just said didn't do it properly. Yeah, That's no, why I'm curious no, as for, to what for that For me, meant. doing it properly is not about me being a pillow princess. And if you put said there instead of there or didn't cross your eye or dot your T, you're dead to me. It's more so I need to feel. And you could tell when somebody's putting an effort. Mm -hmm. Effort is like porn. You know it when you see it. Mm. So if you don't type the right sentence, but I can tell you really care and you're really trying and you're being intentional, I'll meet you more than halfway. But if you're like, yo, Ash, you look cute. We should go out. And you being real pretty boy about it, and you sitting back and waiting for me to do all the work, I can smell that too. I want somebody who's enthusiastic about meeting me halfway, who's enthusiastic about courting me, who's enthusiastic about making me a priority. Because once you're enthusiastic, I'll meet you where you are. And I don't mean to sound like a cynic about love, but because I love love, but I just feel do like... Do you though? You sound pretty cynical already. I, 
people ain't doing that, unfortunately. Some and people I'm just, are. Some people are, yeah. And whoever never, he is, I never find use blanket, me. I never use blanket statements. Whoever he is, all four of y'all who are doing it, please right. come find me at Blue Centric. Uh, that's what I'm just for people. But again, I, I do understand with women, you know, the biology of if you want if you want children. I do want children. And so that I understand that's I'm a, a MILF with no thing. kids. I need children. Yeah, because I'm... What do you mean if I want children? I'm a MILF. Because I'm so about people just enjoy life. Love will always be there. You can come and find somebody when you are, when you're really ready to settle down. Not just Spoken because... like a man who does not have eggs, but, but yes. Not just because it's like it sounds good or because your mama was no no was I don't uh, Jeff I want to tell us for it even want love so clearly I'm not that girl you know what yeah. I mean like I, I don't want love for the sake of love I want love because I'm actually ready to build oh. and so for me to build we both have to be enthusiastic what do you so I'm manifesting a beautiful courtship where he does his part and I also might pleasantly surprise him and do more than my part what are you manifesting for this cuffing season? I'm nervous. Hoeing? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you heard that? He wants to be a hoe, guys. No. Beauty and the Beast over here. I, no, I am actually going to, not for myself, because I'm doing fine there, uh, but for everyone uh -huh, else, okay. I am just going to manifest just open hearts, No, but doing fine minds. there, I'm asking, like, what, you can still manifest what's to come. Oh, okay. Like, the future hasn't um, happened yet. What kind of energy are you are you manifesting for cuffing season? What kind of energy? Let me see. Uh, vacations, trips, vacations, good sex, happy, just gifts, <laughs> um, oh. smiles. Like I am, if I could stay on the same trajectory that I am currently going and just manifest more of that, then that's that's it. Oh, so you're one of those reality stars who do, who's like some things are off limits. Okay, so clearly there's a conversation <laughs> that Jeff and I will be having off camera I, you know, it's about so cuffing season. I'm just never in a cuffing season place when it's time to talk about cuffing season. Well, here's the thing. This is not about the cuffing season as far as taking part of the playoffs and the tryouts. It's just mm -hmm. about the season, the date. Like, yeah. where, what do you want to manifest from now until Valentine's Day? From now until Valentine's Day, I, I want the spirit of courtship. And you want... <laughs> bigger and better gifts <laughs> <laughs> okay you guys heard it here i want true love and courtship jeffrey wants <laughs> gifts thank you so much for watching humanized jeff i'm a little chip tipsy because you gave well, me brown i was at first stomach. but mine has come down you probably ate though and i didn't i did go to br uh, brunch earlier yeah i had green juice and water and, and like air that's okay we're gonna eat after yeah we're gonna eat afterwards jeffrey and i are gonna be two tourists doing what you guys always say about tourists we're gonna go and eat and which i know i do best we're going to go and Second eat and best. talk about sex, which is what Tauruses so are all known for. Yep. Both thing and thing one and thing two. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to today's episode, Jeffrey. I cannot wait to see what life is like by the time that I come to Miami. I will claim this. I want to be in Miami before December 1st. Okay, I'm there. And we're going to coordinate. No, you're not. Because I've tried I'm twice, not, Jeffrey. I have two trips coming up. You see that? Y'all see how he do me? But, but yeah, it's not like a no, you're not invited. I'm just saying I already have two trips that are coming up. So we'll... We're going to figure it out. You guys, by the time Jeffrey's back on the show, we're going to see if he's actually made time for me to come to Miami. <laughs> Jeff, you are so handsome and wonderful oh, and lovely. I appreciate you for coming on the show. We didn't even know we were going to do this episode. You guys, I found out yesterday. Full disclosure, we I found out yesterday. <laughs> I was going to take the month of September off for self-care. But when I found out you were in town, mm. I dropped everything and booked the studio for us to do this episode. So this episode is very specifically happening only because that you're here. And I was very on time, which anybody that knows me knows that that is not my strong suit. I was so shocked that he was on time. Anyways, until next time, you guys, uh, before I go, just let me know that um, you can find me at Bluecentric. That's B-L-U-E-C-N-T-R-I-C. Jeff, what is yours? Y'all can find me on everything at Jeffro5. That's J-E-F-R-O-1-F. 
five. And if you guys want to actually see this episode and not just hear our lovely voices, you guys can go to patreon.com backslash bluecentric. That's patreon.com backslash 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 B-L-U-C-E-N-T-R-I-C. Um, the bluecentricshop.com, uh, which is my um, website where I have readings and spiritual candles and spiritual baths and all types of yummy mm. things for those of you who want to have your juju correct. That is the sponsor of the show officially. Thank you guys for coming. Please, please, please. I've heard of, this is important. Make sure to to rate and subscribe because apparently that helps the algorithm in it some does. way. Yeah, you get to the top when people type in. I didn't know that. I've been up here just kikiing and talking yep. to y'all. So please give me a five star rating. You even gotta listen to the episode. Just give me a five star rating because you love me, Jeff. You are amazing, and yeah, we're gonna have a great dinner. I can already we tell. Are. And I'm ready. Bye, guys. Good night. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, and the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid.